Hello and welcome to this latest podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. Shifting attitudes to life are impacting the way consumers indulge, says a new confection report published by Barry Calibro. The report was previewed at last month's Sweet and Snacks Expo and Baz Schmidt, Global VP of Marketing at Barry Calibro, talks us through some of its main findings. Take a listen. I missed, I understand you were at the uh, Sweets and Snacks Expo in Chicago for yeah. a brief time. I missed you there. But um, as as we're here today to talk about, you know, the uh, the Barry Calibre's The Future of Indulgence Report 2022, you, you previewed it at the expo. Um, and it's also where the group's plant craft portfolio was very much in evidence and, and was part of a wider plant-based trend at the show. Uh, in the in the last three years since the expo was held in Chicago, a lot has changed, hasn't it? And what are the key findings in in the report? You know, the, the key finding, and I think that's that's what I would like to start off with. I think the name of the game for the years to come is less about market share, but about stomach share. And what do I mean with it? The moment a category grows, 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 then you will see that um, a brands they fight for market share, uh, shelf space and market share. But the moment uh, consumers start to rethink what they consume because they rethink how they live life, they rethink what they believe and the value system is about and what they would like to buy, they start to reconsider what kind of food and drinks they put in the stomach. And that has its implications, obviously, for a world of chocolate and for chocolate indulgence. Because if you're a shopper and in all the shopping aisles of the supermarket, you have a specific mindset and then you pass by the chocolate aisle and the chocolate aisle is not addressing this, you walk by or you consume less. Now, what we, uh, and that is the start, uh, starting point of our, of our study, being mindful about the fact that consumer behaviors change. Now, what are the implications? Consumers do want to celebrate life, let it go, enjoy life, intense pleasure and experiences uh, and more is more. On the other hand, consumers want to live more consciously. They might want to make a purposeful, intentional choice of what they consume. They want to have a positive impact on their health. Basically, they want to nurture their nature and that might partly come from a deep concern they have about their health, about the physical uh, uh, well-being. If you then look more close over the last couple of years, what started to arise is a, a kind of a hybrid version between these two uh, ways and attitudes, ways of living and attitudes to life. And that's what we call a living a symbiotic life, a, a life which is more about being in harmony, in harmony with my own mind, my own body and the world around me. Now, if living in harmony gets more dominant, living uh, basically a life according to the soft health trend. So not like in, if you live consciously, it's about hardcore choices about products, which even potentially have health claims, being well aware of all the positive macro and micronutrients. Now, if you live a soft health trend, you are more mindful. You are more into products which dial down the baddies, dial up the goodies. You are more into products which, and that's what you've seen in Chicago at the sweets and snacks, yeah. products might be plant-crafted. And that is what we, for example, know that actually more than half of the consumers, following the latest study, they do expect every brand to have a plant-based offer. That doesn't mean that half your portfolio needs to be plant-based. Right. But at least part of your portfolio or some SKUs in your portfolio need to be plant-based. And if you don't have it, it basically implies you ex- tell me 
you don't know me. You don't know what I appreciate. In the slipstream of this, if you think of mindful uh, indulgence following that symbiotic lifestyle, consumers would like to uh, dial down the sugar intake. We know from the global study that uh, more than half of the consumers across the globe want to reduce the sugar intake. In the UK specifically, about 60 to 66% of the consumers do understand that getting used to less sweet products is the way to go to dial down on sugars. Now, if you then think in the world of chocolate, and we asked this specifically as well, in the world of chocolate, close to 70% of the chocolate buyers over the last 12 months have been looking out for products on shelf which contain less sugar. Now, that is a clear indication that living a symbiotic life which is basically the living a life which follows a soft health trend, not about complete celebration, not about living that hardcore consciousness and purposeful, intentional dietary choices. If you live that symbiotic life, mindful indulgence is the name of the game. And that manifests itself mainly in the coming years through plant craft chocolates and chocolates which do indeed address a different sugar uh, intake. Okay, good. Um, there's a couple of things that I picked up in in the report, which was interesting to me, and uh, which I think you've just kind of um, talk, talked about. But the, the emerging attitudes, for one, is quite important, isn't it? You know, people wanted to, first of all, celebrate in life, living consciously, and now you say the two are kind of merging together. Um, they're not experiencing separate moments anymore, are they? Is this what you mean by the, the symbiotic side? That's true. But we need to uh, realize that it's not either or. So if you know, veterinary, you know that some people during some months of the year don't drink alcohol, then they are really in that living conscious uh, uh, mindset. Later on during the year, the same person, they feel it's summer season, festival season, it's all about celebrating life. It could be that some people in, during the life stages decide that some years they have to live a different life because the body tells them, the doctor might even suggest it to them. Um, but I think what is important that, that, that it, it's depending on, on your life stage, depending who you are during the year, but even sometimes during the week, you might decide that you live more consciously or that you live more symbiotically or that you celebrate because there is a birthday party or there is a graduation party. So I think it's not either or, it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. But the importance is, is that how to address these different, three different attitudes to life is done through different types of products as well in the chocolate category. Or it should be in the chocolate category because today, all chocolates perfectly fit celebrating life. Okay. But, Would you? Sorry. Yeah. Um, another another uh, aspect I picked up on the report. Um, would Would you say then? You know, consumers are looking to more to adopt more of a soft health approach to life, so they're not quite as hard on themselves um, as they might be. They it's, that, it's finding that balance, isn't it? The better for you phrase is quite. Is, is all over the, the place now. But the you part is important, isn't it, to, 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 you know, for the individuals? It's like... Indeed. Is that because what, you, because yeah. what is the fundamental driver beneath the soft health trend 
yes harmony between yes. my mind body and environment and chocolate 75 percent of the consumers who want to uh, take joy and have pleasure consume a product which contains chocolate so two 75 percent that's an important one so if you want to if you have are in a moment of joy or pleasure you can obviously consume a lot of different things but three-fourths of the consumers globally consume a product with chocolate. Now, that indicates that chocolate as a product is a fascinating proposition to please my mind. Now, if you live that symbiotic life, if you're into mindful indulgence, it's indeed that sweet spot of tasty, good for me, good for the planet. So there's a harmony between my mind, body, as well as the world around me. What we need to then keep in mind if I'm into a mindful indulging moment, preferably I do consume something with a better nutritional profile. Yeah, you can compare it with the, the automotive industry. Probably and most likely all consumers would like to buy an electric car which can drive 1000 kilometers and can charge in five minutes. If you offer me, I will buy it if it's affordable. If you don't, like today, there's a limited group. Now, that is the situation in chocolate as well. So the next generation of chocolates, being aware of how a consumer in general evolves in their life and the attitude to it and the beliefs and the values and what they want to buy in other categories, that should be reflected in the world of chocolate. Good. Thank you. And I think as well as um, previewing the report at, at the expo, you, Barry Calibo is very much um, pushing and promoting the whole fruit chocolate um, side of things isn't it for, for listeners can you just explain what that is it's it's basically for professional chefs artisans isn't it to to create healthier chocolate yes, so whole fruit chocolate it's 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 uh, it's all in the name it's a chocolate made from fruit only fruit cacao fruit it's made from 100 pure cacao fruit meaning i always call whole fruit chocolate a fruit bar and it has a fantastic differentiating taste, which is the taste of, a, of, of the cacao fruit, sesame fruity. Uh, so consumers appreciate indeed this type of chocolate because it is ultra clean labeled. That's just one ingredient, cacao fruit, lovely in taste. And compared to the average chocolate consumers consume, it does contain less sugar. It's a new type of chocolate from that perspective, satisfying a different need. Now, it is not for artisans only. We launched it first for the artisanal world and we will next year uh, introduce a second version of whole fruit chocolate so today we have one version uh, we have already created a second one which will uh, be introduced to the artisans next year and we will start exploring in the fmcg world so the brands in the supermarket so whole fruit chocolate is not the sole territory for artisans but we felt this is such a revolutionary chocolate that we first want to pave ground with the artisanal world. And then in the slipstream of it, we unlock uh, um, the FMCG world, which is uh, happening as well. One of your first uh, innovations, well, you know, in recent times was the Ruby chocolate, which has gone on to do great things. It's won lots of awards. What, what is, how does Ruby fit into this whole new uh, consumer trends better for you? Is that pure indulgence or is, it a, is that a healthy yeah. indulgence as well? So, so it's not that the only way forward in the world, for the world of chocolate is mindful indulgence. It is intense indulgence, mindful indulgence, healthy indulgence. Ruby chocolate 
satisfies the need of the consumer who lives that intense indulging moments. It's about more is more. Now, Ruby is unique in appearance, unique in taste. And uh, like caramel chocolate, uh, the Magnum Caramel Billionaire Bar is a perfect example of an intense indulging proposition. Um, and that was what we will keep uh, developing. Uh, what in the, in the world of, of Ruby, what happened over the last year since launch, we first started with a confectionery proposition, then we stretched it into ice cream. Last year, we stretched it into beverages. And this year, we stretch it into the bakery aisle. So you can expect in a couple of months from now, a, a, a super high-profile brand in the US launching Ruby as part of their cookie range. So I think, and that is the journey of something which is completely new to the world, like Ruby, yeah, the fourth type didn't exist. You need to build awareness. And building awareness implies make sure it manifests itself in all the relevant categories for a shopper. And therefore, the last four years was for us about confectionery, ice cream, beverage, and a cookie. And it might well be that in September 23, we will announce something revolutionary in the world of Ruby chocolate. Uh -huh. but I can't tell you anything about it. I know we are busy with it, and I know okay. how far we are. So you, you can expect an invitation for September 23. But... You yeah. don't need to wait for September 23 for, for a novelty. So in October this year, we will introduce uh, a breakthrough as well. There I won't talk anything about at um, this moment. Okay. Because you can imagine that secret, but in the, in the slipstream of mindful indulgence, so not intense indulgence, what Ruby is about. Yeah. In the slipstream of mindful indulgence, we will make sure that we prepare together with our customers into uh, a new league of uh, for the for the world of uh, of chocolate indulgence, and, and that's the thing about uh, Barry Caliber, the, the group. You know, they keep on innovating. Over the last two years during the pandemic, you've had various innovations. Elix, the uh, the uh, cacao cacao juice was was one that I remember that you launched in Holland. Um, and you've just explained to me the new developments on the horizon, which you can't talk about. Um, just just finally. Um, but in general, you know, would you say the chocolate industry, is it in a healthy condition? You know, we have rising costs, supply chain issues, potential global recession. What I'm getting at is can people afford to eat healthily, you know, when, when money is, is tight? I think we live in the years of uh, that we start to realize more and more that living a life costs money. And that it's ridiculous that uh, one liter of milk is cheaper than a bottle of Coca-Cola. And that one bar of chocolate, 100 grams, is probably very cheap if you compare it with other food products. If you think about the effort, the value chain from farmer, a farmer family and community up and until the chocolate aisle in the supermarket or with an artisan, that you can buy a bar of chocolate for one euro, one dollar or even less or one pound or less. I'm not sure that that's a real sustainable model. So inflation rates, which rise the cost of a chocolate bar uh, a little bit, um, should not be the showstopper for somebody who, and not somebody, 75% of the world's population who feels you can lift my mind if I consume your chocolate experience uh, be an issue, uh, particularly not if you put it in the context that the Starbucks coffee easily costs uh, four pounds or five euro. So in that context, uh, I think chocolate as a category is not an expensive uh, buy. If you then trade it off with the impact it makes on us as consumers, 
then I think it's only uh, yeah to be expected um, that consumers keep enjoying it, unless the proposition intrinsically is not addressing what they need. And that is exactly the future from those things about. And that is what you can expect end of October when we globally announce the next big thing is to prepare the industry for the next big thing in chocolate to make sure we keep satisfying the need of an evolving consumer to focus upon stomach share instead of market share, uh, what brands normally focus upon. We need to be very, very well aware is what's being put in our stomachs that is evolving. And not only with the woke generation, as well with the older, older generations. But yes, there are, there are constraints. I think uh, inflation rates to deal with, um, absolutely, uh, supply chain shortages, absolutely. But that's in any industry, and that's what professionals have to do. Baz, we shall end our conversation there. It's been fantastic talking to you and um, getting an insight into into the latest trends that uh, Barry Calibo have, um, have have just uh, published, and we look forward to future innovations from from Barry Calibo in in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you too.